Central Bank of Nigeria raises its monetary policy rate, while the Central Bank of Mozambique leaves its rate steady. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Despite the confluence of multiple shocks, growth across all five African regions in 2022 was positive. And the outlook for 2023-2024 is projected to be stable. Dr. Akinuma Adesina, president of the African Development Bank, breaks down the regional growth projections. African economies clearly are indeed resilient. With 54 countries at different stages of growth, different economic structures, and diverse resource endowments, the pass-through effects of global shocks always will differ by region and, of course, by country. Slowing global demand, tighter financial conditions, and disrupted global value chains therefore have differentiated impacts all across African economies. But despite the confluence of these multiple shocks, growth across all, and I emphasize all, five African countries was positive in 2022. And the outlook for 2023-2024 is projected to be stable. With the resumption of global economic activities, and as an alternative source for Europe's energy needs, we all know the challenges that uh, you know, face us. And here, North Africa plays a very important role. Europe is looking for new sources of energy. And so whether it's from Algeria, whether it is uh, from um, uh, the, uh, 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 even, even Libya, uh, we talk about that in the debate, North African countries do provide potential alternative sources to also help Europe. And that, we estimated in this report, could help the region lift its growth to about 4.3% stabilized. In Central Africa, policies to support increased consumer demand and to boost investments will see growth increase to 4.7. Economic diversification and expansion in infrastructure spending ensure that growth in East Africa averages 4.2. And in West Africa, the recovery in agriculture and tourism sectors coupled with expansion in construction and renewable energy projects ensure that the region grew by 3.6%. Let me say here that as you come to the bank and you walk through the city, all you see in Cote d'Ivoire is massive amount of construction. And that's really very, very important in boosting uh, uh, domestic investment uh, in the economy. And, and we also think that in the case of the rest of West Africa, uh, the two big countries, I mean, if you look at Nigeria, it's a big country. And, and Nigeria's economies have been affected by the decline in, in, in oil prices before and also by insecurity. But as those things stabilize, you will see that Nigeria will lift the regional weighted growth rates uh, within uh, the region as well. So we're looking forward to that uh, uh, happening and being stabilized. Now, in Southern Africa region, managed to grow by 2.5% on the back of strong rebound in tourism activities and resumption of investment spending in mining sectors. Now, this welcome recovery and the economic resilience of African economies 
let me say, I am optimist in chief, yes, but let me say it comes with cautious optimism. As in all regions, the medium-term outlook for the continent will continue to evolve in line with the developments in the confluence of overlapping shocks currently buffeting global economies. These include the ripple effects of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which continues to disrupt Africa's and global supply chains and fueling rising food and energy price inflation. The tightening of global financial conditions and the associated increase in domestic debt service costs. The lingering effects of COVID-19 pandemic, which have reversed Africa's gains in poverty eradication efforts by more than a decade below pre-pandemic levels. And the elevated climate risks, which continue to exacerbate fiscal risks for countries. Your Excellencies, global financial conditions are projected to remain restrictive in the near term, combined with increased volatility in global financial markets and persistent disruptions in global supply chains. These could put further pressure on exchange rates and keep debt vulnerabilities and domestic inflation at elevated levels, threatening food and energy security in most African countries. So we have to keep our eyes focused on those external shocks. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The Central Bank of Nigeria unanimously decided to raise its monetary policy rate by 100 basis points to 17.5% at its January 2023 meeting, following another 100 basis points hike in November above market expectations of 16.5. Policymakers cited inflation risks and moderating economic growth. Headline inflation slowed marginally for the first time in 11 months to 21.3% in December, but still holding close to a 17-year high in the prior month. Meanwhile, economic growth decelerated more than anticipated to 2.3% in three months through September from 3.5% in the prior quarter. Staff projections showed that output growth recovery is expected to continue reasonably in 2023, but at a subdued pace. The bank notes that high levels of insecurity, shortage of fuel and high cost of Other energy sources increased spending towards the 2023 general elections. The rising cost of debt servicing and deteriorating fiscal balances remain the key sources of shocks to the Nigerian economy. The United States has pledged to press Zambia's creditors for relief from the South African country's massive defaulted debt as it tries to restructure its loans. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the achievement of Zambia's debt is a top priority. For the Treasury, she also met with President Haikande Hishilema. Hishilema says he hopes the country's debt restructuring will be completed in the next two months. In 2020, Zambia became the first African country to default on its foreign debt, estimated at $17.3 billion since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. President Hishilema, elected in 2021 on promises to root out corruption and resuscitate the economy, has improved the country's relations with its creditors and international donors. The U.S. is... In the meantime, trying to regain influence in Africa, the scene of fierce economic and political competition among major powers. Uganda launched the drilling of its first oil well, a key milestone as a country races to meet its target of fast oil output by 2025. 
The field known as Kingfisher is expected to produce 40,000 barrels of oil per day at its peak, according to Kanda's oil industry regulator. The development comes 17 years after the discovery of commercial oil deposits in the East African country. Francis Total, the operator of the second project known as Tilenga, is expected to begin drilling in March. Uganda last week issued a license for the construction of a $3.5 billion pipeline set to carry crude oil from the country to international markets last year. The oil major signed a $10 billion argument to develop Ugandan oil fields and build the pipeline at peak. Uganda plans to produce about 230,000 barrels of crude oil per day. Uganda reserves are estimated at 6.5 billion barrels of crude, of which about 1.4 are considered recoverable. The Central Bank of Mozambique left its key MIMO rate steady at 17.25%. In the first monetary policy meeting of 2023, policymakers said the decision takes into account the upside risks and uncertainties related to inflation, although it's expected to slow to single digit in the medium term. Annual inflation rate fell to 10.29% in December from 10.62% in November. At the same time, the central bank revised its growth projections lower, citing more restrictive global financing conditions and a slowdown expected for major trading partners. The central bank also decided to increase the required cash reserve ratio for national currency to 28% from 10.5% and to 28.5% from 11.5% for foreign currency, aiming to absorb excess liquidity. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That's thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Withadong.